The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am Vern Davis. I'm your host. I'm a partner at Protus Global People Solutions. I have a very specific and typical focus in duck consumables at Protus Global. And I'm here today with our guest. Uh, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, Protus Global People Solutions drives the show. Uh, our guest today uh, is in the seed to sell uh, business, is arguably the hottest market segment in the cannabis industry. Really excited to hear about that. Uh, he's, his company is one of the hottest startups in the cannabis industry. Uh, thanks to, to seed round of funding that he got from Snoop Dogg's uh, VC business, Casaverde. Uh, Capital, and I know them pretty well, so I'm, I'm real excited about that. My guest today is Mr. Pranoff Sood. Pranoff, founder and CEO of Trellis uh, in the seed-to-sell business in the cannabis space. Pranoff, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's great. Where are you sitting today? You're in I California am- or you're Canada? Where are you? Uh, I'm currently based in Los Angeles. I uh, okay. I do go to Toronto pretty frequently, less okay. so during the whole Corona uh, stint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I kind of split my time between the two. Yeah, it makes it pretty difficult. You know, it's kind of feels kind of dicey. I'm not there yet where I can feel like I can travel freely. Yeah. Uh, so I've been uh, keeping it very uh very close. So, hey, let's just really start out by uh, getting the audience familiar with who you are and uh, kind of take us back to, to where you grew up uh, back in, I think, Canada, Toronto area, and just uh, bring us forward a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm Pranav. I, uh, I grew up in Toronto and mm-hmm. I have a business background. So I went to business school in Canada at, at the uh, Richard Ivey School of Business. Okay. Um, once I graduated there, I worked for Deloitte doing uh, corporate strategy consulting for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I joined Hudson Bay Company, uh, which is one of the largest global retailers in the world. Uh, Premium they, brands. Uh, Premium yeah, brands. They yeah. own Saks, Lord & Taylor, et cetera. So uh, mm-hmm. I was within the technology department there uh, and built out a, a large team over you know three countries and uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And I guess uh, during my last couple months there, uh, the medical regulations changed in Canada for cannabis, uh, and that's what got me into this industry. I uh, I kind of read one of the first draft regulations that uh, were put out there, and um, I, I'm a enthusiast myself, but mostly I was very interested okay. in how Canada kind of set up their their whole market. Uh, it's a vertically integrated market. The medical uh, component involves large licensed producers, not only. Sure growing cannabis, but then shipping directly to patients. Um, So in my time, I've never seen uh, a highly regulated market that, you know, consolidates both the supply chain as well as retail and kind of forces that entire thing onto one license holder. Um, Very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. So when I read that and heard about it, um, my first thought was, 
A, there's probably no technology out there to manage this. And then B, uh, technology can be the tool that can streamline this whole process and make it easier for licensed producers, but also make it more transparent uh, and efficient for the end patients to get their product. And that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, I partnered with one of the largest uh, licensed producers in Canada, uh, which was uh, at the time Supreme Pharmaceuticals. Okay. Uh, they, they then have uh, had a brand called Seven Acres. Uh, they continue to be our uh, collaborative clients as of today. Um, yes. But that was really our jumping point. Um, we were able to get into their facility. We were able to see how they did all of their workflows. Uh, they were unique in that they were focused on the B2B side of the industry. So where most licensed producers in Canada were shipping directly to patients, uh, these guys were actually focused on selling wholesale to other licensed producers. And then those licensed producers would sell to the patient. So okay. that's kind of what got me into it. Uh, and okay. that's where we really focused our platform is what we like to call ourselves seed to wholesale. Um, so we don't actually touch the uh, consumer facing side of the, the technology. We mostly focus on uh, the, the the wholesale side. Got it. Um, yeah. okay. And then from Canada, once we started getting some traction, uh, I got into an accelerator program in California. Tell uh, me about that. Is that tell yeah. me about the accelerator. And why did you choose to take that route? I really yeah. want to know. Yeah. So, so there were a couple of things. One was okay. we were looking for funding at the time mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a lot of buzz around cannabis, but there wasn't a lot of capital. Right. Uh, and one of the first uh, connections that I made was with this accelerator. They were brand new uh, in Oakland, California. So out of a whim, I just kind of applied online, uh, looking at it as a, a funding source. And mm -hmm. luckily we got accepted. And so I moved from Toronto to Oakland to do yeah. the program. Uh -huh. uh, when I went to the program, Program. They connected me with folks in the industry. We met our first, uh, you know, customers in California through the program. Uh, we were, you know, introduced to investors, etc. So yeah. uh, it was a really good opportunity. So, Bruno, tell me now. So, the name of the of the, the accelerator program was Gateway, yeah. right? Correct. Now, get, now Gateway. So, now tell me the difference between that and what I would maybe call an incubator. I, uh, I mean. There, those terms are somewhat interchangeable. Okay. Uh, generally, incubators are a little bit more earlier stage. Okay. Accelerators are a bit later stage. So, okay. you know, we already got our first initial investment prior to going to the accelerator. We had a, a, an industry partner that was a client. So we, okay. we already were able to show some traction and accelerators are meant more to, you know, put fuel on the fire and really accelerate the results. Okay. Um, so so the concept is little, the business is a little more proven. Uh, yeah. versus uh, an incubator versus an accelerator. Correct, yeah. But you get the benefit of being introduced to money. And uh, what else? You So you got, you were introduced to money. Uh, was that successful? And then what, what else did the accelerator do for you? And how long did you stay associated with it? Yeah, I mean, uh, typically money is is the number one, but for us, it was actually the connections to customers. So, okay. uh, you know, me being a Toronto boy coming out to California, right. uh, brand new industry, completely different regulatory framework. Uh, that was the challenge uh, when I came to California. So having a foot in the door was very important um, and having that trust factor right away that, no, this guy's, you know, putting something together that's pretty legit. And, um, and, and it gave me that, you know, 
know, presence to, to be able to start working with folks in California. And then from there, we were able to tease out our platform. Uh, we were able to build additional features and really cater to the California market. Mm-hmm. And, and then things started to take off. So uh, right from there, we, we are one of our largest clients was Harborside. Um, so that was one of our first clients. Then we got someone like Kaliva. Then we got Loudpack. Um, and so some of the largest operators in, in the California market uh, embraced us and just started working with us because I think we came to the market with a very different mindset. Okay. A lot of the other solutions out there really just focused on the regulatory requirements and compliance, and that's how they built their platform. We kind of took it a different approach. We were we were focused on what's your workflow? How do we make that workflow more efficient? And then mm-hmm. just make sure that the data is translated appropriately for compliance. So okay. I think people really embrace that fact that we, we're focused on making you a better operator, making uh, it easier for you to, to operate, as opposed to shoving down a compliance system down your throat. So okay. that, that's I get it. Yeah, that's how we, we kind of got into it. We got big names and then uh, we got introduced to Costa Verde, who you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, that was through the Accelerator program. Um, they were seeing the traction that we were getting and um, decided to lead our, our seed round. Uh, we, you know, we, we raised the full round, which was uh, about $2 million. Uh, and then we just, you know, kept growing from there and eventually, you know, got introduced to Akerna and then the acquisition happened. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, long story. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That, that, that is great. Tell me more about your relationship with the plant. Uh, like personally? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've definitely uh, used uh, as a consumer. Um, I, I'm a highly anxious person myself, so I find <laughs> it to be uh, helpful, especially uh, being an entrepreneur. It's a it's a pretty stressful uh, kind of environment, and uh, but more so, it was really around. Uh, seeing other folks uh, use the the plant and how beneficial it was, and mm-hmm. and then seeing how regulations come on top of it to make it a bit more you know bureaucratic and a bit more difficult to operate in that environment, and right. those were the barriers that I really wanted to focus on uh, removing to make it a more efficient supply chain and ultimately you know get patients the the product that they need as quickly as possible and to the highest quality possible. Okay, well that's that's great. Uh, that is that is absolutely uh, awesome. So we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll dig into some more things there. Thank you for that overview. Uh, I really appreciate that, Pranav. Uh, we'll continue our discussion with, with Pranav Sood from Trellis. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. 
Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com, Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm here with Pranav Sud, who is the founder and CEO of Trellis. And uh, he just got through uh, giving us a really cool overview of kind of his why. Um, he got into this and why he put everything into this. And he's been really successful. And before we left, he mentioned Akerna uh, and Jessica. Jessica Billingsley, and Jessica's been on this show a few times, and she's a friend of the show. And I'd I'd love to understand how you guys connected and what made that all click. Uh, tell us a little story about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I definitely met Jessica throughout the the years being in the industry. I, you know, we, we spoke on panels together and and things along those lines. So we had a, a mutual respect for each other and uh, mm-hmm. for MJ Freeway and Trellis and everything that we're doing. Um, for, for how the the Akerna transaction kind of came together was uh, we were looking for our Series A uh, round of funding um, mm-hmm. and capital definitely was uh, a little bit difficult to uh, find, especially as uh, you know Corona was coming into play and mm-hmm. all those types of things. So um, I think where the marriage came together was Akerna uh, saw that Trellis was uh, gaining a lot of traction in the California market. And okay. beyond that, we have a, a really strong integration into metric, uh, which is the state system that's used in a majority of the states in, in the U.S. So uh, we have one of the most thorough integrations there, and uh, that's what helps us succeed in the marketplace. And I, that's, I think- that's great. Now, before you go further, I really want to know uh, what that uh, that integration looks like and why is that a separate a competitive advantage and you're presenting it like it's a, a real competitive advantage in the market space with the competitive set. Is that the case? For sure. Yeah. So I guess just a little bit of context metric sure. is, is a compliance system that governments put in place to manage licensees. Uh, okay. So all the license, if you get a license in California, right alongside your, your license, you'll get uh, an account to metric and okay. within metric, you have to use their barcodes. So they ship you barcodes uh, okay. and then you tag your plants and track them throughout the system. Now where 
people like Trellis come in, third-party mm-hmm. systems, we layer on top. So uh, Metric only really deals with compliance issues. We deal with all of the, the operational workflows around it. So, you know, invoicing, sales, fulfillment, uh, mm-hmm. purchase orders, pretty much everything soup to nuts, uh, we take care of on the operational side. And okay. uh, But that being said, if you're using like an ERP system like ours, uh, and then also using Metric, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of dual entry there. So uh, uh, we made sure that we had a very tight integration. So when you create uh, plants in Trellis, that automatically flows into Metric and creates the records there. Um, and as everything moves through the supply chain, uh, they do it in Trellis, and then we just reflect that in Metric. So it's single entry, uh, but you get the benefit of all the operational workflows around uh, the compliance as well. Okay, that's great. Now, if, if, how does that marry with, and how does that all come together with the the Akerna offering? How does that yeah. all work? Yeah. So uh, within Akerna, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they have a portfolio of products. Uh, MJ Free or MJ Platform, sorry, was the right. uh, the first one, and then uh, there uh, there's Ample Organic that'll be coming into the fold as well, uh, yes. and then you have Trellis, uh, you have Solo. So they have a bunch of different product lines that uh, cater to very specific areas. I think Trellis and MJ Platform are very similar, but we uh, manage different markets. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a strong penetration in California. Uh, MJ Platform does not. Uh, MJ Platform has strong penetration in other markets uh, where Trellis does not. So uh, we're actually very complementary in that uh, in that way. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, from a product perspective, uh, there's a lot of expertise that we bring in from Metric for example, or CCA, which is another similar compliance system in California uh, that they can leverage for MJ Platform. MJ Platform has a really strong business intelligence engine for data analytics uh, Mm -hmm. that Trellis does not, and then we can leverage that as well. So there's a lot of synergies between the two, both from a product perspective as well as just market penetration. No, that's great. That is that is that is awesome. Now, the marriage hasn't been that long. So, have you seen the benefit? Is it starting to pay off as a unit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think. I mean, first and foremost, uh, we can start focusing our core competency, which is building really strong software uh, and a okay. good product and and our service. Right. Uh, as opposed to having to worry about capital raise and uh, those types of things. So that was number one. Uh, Second is pretty much overnight, we were able to expand and scale the business. Uh, We can now leverage a 30 plus uh, support team as opposed to our, you know, four or five person support team prior to the acquisition. Um, So there's a lot of Fun, fundamental sort of infrastructure uh, that Akerna brought to the table that we were able to leverage uh, right away. And then I think long term, as we start to integrate some of the back end products and uh, those types of things, there's mm-hmm. going to be even more synergy there um, while we can continue to focus on a really strong front end system that uh, provides the marketplace with yet another solution uh, to, to manage their workflow. No, that's that's great. Now, you know, when you talk about this, right, and, and I think I had the same conversation with Jessica, is it starts to sound like it's an it's it's a pathway to um, like blockchain in, in the cannabis space. I'm uh blockchain is a very sensitive topic for me. So Okay, all right. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because uh, yeah. like it's such a buzzword and it's been brought yes. up so frequently. Okay. Uh, and the concept of blockchain is essentially a decentralized ledger. Now, very difficult pro- to execute. 
Well, uh, it can be. I, I think blockchain uh, is a great tool on the regulatory government level. So okay. if, if the state or the federal government puts in a system like metric, but does it on a blockchain uh, sort of environment, uh, yes. then, it, then it makes a ton of sense because everyone's feeding into this one ledger. Whereas if you're using state-to-sale systems or ERP systems for individual operators, mm-hmm. it makes less sense because you're just creating siloed ledgers for each individual operator that don't you know, talk to each other, and then you lose the benefit of blockchain. So uh, I I find, you know, yes, blockchain has its applications in this industry, but I believe it needs to be led uh, from a regulatory government standpoint and allow third parties like ourselves to tie into that centralized blockchain. Right. So is there large, as you look at your offering, you know, when you were Trellis standalone business, was there a lot of competitors? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I, I would say there's probably you know three or four incumbents that have been around for 10, 15 years. I, I would put MJ Platform uh, yeah. in that boat. And yeah. then you probably had a class of startups uh, like Trellis that uh, sort of emerged in the you know, 2015 uh, to, to 2020 timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's... There were a lot of folks that came in, made a splash, uh, raised some money, uh, mm-hmm. but the stickiness hasn't really been there. So uh, there's definitely a lot of competition that continues to emerge, but uh, the the real sticky platforms that can get those large enterprises and, and stick with them, uh, that number of competitors is, is much smaller. Yeah. Now, do you believe now that with your total offering as being part of a uh, uh, a kerner and, and bring it all together. Does that is that a big separator for you guys from a competitors? Uh, do or you view differently, or 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 do your customers uh, still kind of break you up as they bring you on board? Uh, well, so I think our existing customer base. Uh, yeah is you know happy with the fact that we have expanded infrastructure or support uh, SLAs and those types of things are improved because now we have larger scale. So I think it's only beneficial to our existing customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, uh, we've now expanded our total addressable market as a combined entity. And there might be you know California operators that just didn't fit as well with MJ Platform, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's a perfect fit for Trellis. So uh, as a combined organization, uh, we're able to, to leverage that and, and uh, gain traction. So uh, I think for new customers, they they have more options now under the same company, but mm-hmm. again, are able to leverage that larger infrastructure and platform that uh, we have as a combined entity. No, that's great. No, that's, uh, that's really good insight and good information. And we're going to take a break now. I'm, I'm here today. I'm with uh, Pranav Sood, who is the uh, CEO and founder of Trellis. And we're going to come back and we're going to dig more into Trellis specifically. I would like to do that with you, Pranav. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We are tuning up in the dressing room and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Empire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. I'm here today with Pranav Sud, the founder and CEO of Trellis. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Great. So I tell you, uh, it's been great, uh, Pranav. I, I really, um, just really, this, this industry is changing. It's evolving. Um, I think, and all for the best. I mean, the weeding out process of, of folks that are are, are not going to make it and are serious about this and not as serious as about it as you have been and as successful as you are to being strategic about your approach to the marketplace because money is really, really, really important. I really want to know, how do you see, what's your vision of of the industry and uh, where do you see government and how government is going to play a role and what happens to your business? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, you know, as a whole, I think we haven't even cracked the surface yet in terms yeah. of what the potential is going to be. Um, I would say at least since I started until about now, and we started the company back in 2014. So okay. uh, it's been what, six years. So in, in that time frame. The, the era of this industry has really been around compliance. So uh, when I started, there was very little compliance and regulations uh, over the, the period of the six years. Uh, that's expanded quite a bit. And I, I would say I think regulations have become 
fairly mature at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, there might be new markets coming up. There might be, you know, some changes here and there, but I think the foundation of regulations uh, is fairly set at this point. And I think okay. that allows for a jump off point for companies like ourselves uh, to now focus on additional value add functionality for software that folks didn't really think about before. Um, so really everyone was just focused on, can I get compliant? Yes. Can I maintain my license? Can I just be an operator in this industry? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that continues uh, even today. But I think we're starting to get to that point where uh, that that era is kind of wrapping up, and we're we're now focusing on well, how do I become more competitive? How do I become more profitable? How do I become more efficient? How do I grab more market share? That's kind of the mindset that operators are starting to uh, transition into, and uh, same with technology solutions. So. I, I think our focus with our platform was let's nail compliance. Let's make sure that uh, we can make it as efficient as possible. The next uh, evolution of the product is how do we now take all this data that's currently in the system? Mm-hmm. How do we you know, do forecasting? How do we do demand management? How do we you know, uh, help uh, operators make the decisions around what strains they should be uh, producing and how long it'll take them to grow? And uh, th- that, those are the types of you know, areas that we're definitely going to continue to to push on from a product perspective, and I sure. think you know as an industry as a whole, that's where we're going to start to focus. Where you know other more mature industries already have that; they already have you know deep anal- deep data, deep analytics, deep ERP uh, type of solutions. Sure. We're, we're kind of at the early stages within cannabis, and I think the. F- the first kind of uh, set of companies that uh, not only tackle the the operations, but then make it more useful to operators. Uh, those are the ones that are going to be winners in, in the market. Well, that's great. I mean, so now you're really uh, coming into play of where you're becoming a real consumer business, right? Uh, and I think that's that's really important where you get just in time and and, and from uh, from an inventory perspective and from the supply chain. I think that is that is awesome and sophistication is is powerful um yet i i just you know i i wonder if and when the industry is going to be ready for that kind of sophistication and do you feel like you're leading from behind or do you think you're in front where, where do you think you are in that whole evolution uh i w- that's a Good question. And there's different mm-hmm. ways of thinking about it, right? There's yeah. like uh, compared to competition, mm-hmm. compared to where operators are at and what they need, uh, compared to regulation. So I, I think we're at pace with mm-hmm. the market, with operators and with regulators. I think there are some competitors that uh, focus on niche areas that may sure. not have all the compliance, but they do have, you know, cool sensors or uh, those types of things. But I, I've kind of found those solutions to be a bit ahead of their time and mm-hmm. uh, and the adoption isn't there. And that makes it very challenging to make it a sustainable business. Um, whereas I think, you know, we've we built a really strong core and now we can start to focus on uh, those other areas that will continue to drive evolution uh, in this space. So I, I think we're, we're just at pace. We're not ahead. We're not behind. Mind, um, but th- the goal is to you know get ahead of it uh, as quickly as possible. That's that's great. Do, now, what kind of market share of this technology do you have? 
Um, well, the, the market's very dynamic at this point. Um, so it's, it's hard to say, you know, folks that may have had their licenses six months ago, uh, mm-hmm. may not have their license today. Um, there's a lot of consolidation happening in the space as well. So sure. I think, I, I think we have a strong percentage of the, the marketplace, uh, in the upper, uh, large scale enterprise, like the folks mm-hmm. that I mentioned, like Kaliva or, mm-hmm. uh, Harborside or, or those types of folks. So, uh, and in my mind, the strategy has always been catered to that segment of the market and that segment of the market is going to consolidate the rest of the market and then we're positioned to uh, help those operators as well. So I I think we have a strong uh, market share in the segment that uh, truly matters going forward and um, and we'll continue to, to build that out. Um, our presence is mostly in California. Okay. Uh, we, we are approved as uh, service providers in several other states that also use metric, but uh, haven't really focused on, you know, that go-to-market strategy. Um, but over the next six to 12 months, uh, with the help of Akerna Resources, uh, that, that will be the focus as well as to expand into additional markets. Well, that's great. I mean, you have an amazing business. Uh, you picked an amazing partner. I think that was awesome that uh, you and and uh, Jessica are together running this um, uh, business and 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 doing the things that you're doing. Well, is there anything that you'd like to say uh, as we uh, wrap wrap up our conversation that you would like us to know or remember about uh, Charles or anything in the business? Yeah, for sure. And speaking to the audience, I guess the the most important thing to me is uh, I think it's very important for every operator to look at all the options that they have available to them, uh, whether it's within the Akerna family, whether it's not. Um, My ultimate goal is kind of beyond Trellis, beyond Akerna, is to make the industry as efficient as possible uh, and and for the supply chain to work. Uh, And so it's really important for operators to look at all their options and see which option fits the best with their workflow. Cause there's so many different ways to approach uh, the, the operations in this industry. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say trellis is the best for every single operator. Um, <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, I, I would rather an operator choose a system that works the best for their operations so that that product flows freely uh, throughout the supply chain. And uh, we'll continue to endeavor to uh, expand and and make sure that our product can meet the requirements of the majority of the market. You got it. Uh, And that's great. I've uh, had a great conversation with you. Thank you very much for uh, visiting with us today and the audience of Plant Profits and uh, spending time today with Pranav Sud, who is the CEO and founder of Trellis. And you can follow Pranav on LinkedIn, follow Trellis on Twitter, uh, Facebook at Trellis Grows. Website is Trellis, and Trellis is spelled T-R-E-L-L-I-S, grows.com. And you can find them. They have a beautiful website, and uh, it's it's really uh really nice. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on Plant Profits, uh, fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. I'm Vern Davis, your host. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. That's our partner. They're an amazing uh, partner. We have a great relationship. Or you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, places you get your podcasts iHeartRadio is also another place you can go 
to listen to our show. Follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all of the social media sites. We are there and learn more about what we do and how we build companies and change people's lives. ProtusGlobal.com. That's Protus. Protus is spelled P-R-O-T-I-S. Global.com. And until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.